0: So, this is the Self-Development with Tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be again about a new article from James Clear on the jamesclear.com website. I'm always gonna say that, you know, it just really sounds to be like an ad or something, but it is not. Like, you know, I do just wanna let you know where I am so that you can can also go through this exact same article as well if you want to you know if I've just I don't know misread a lot of things if an episode isn't that good you can still head into the description or into the show notes if you're on a podcast and yeah view the article yourself read it on yourself I don't know maybe you haven't understood something it is just good it is just good and this article is going to be on the one percent rule I don't know what this is all about, but it seemed to be relatively interesting and it is a really, like a new article I assume. I think it is from 2019 actually. But yeah, more after the intro, as always. And I'm just gonna get my blankets so that the audio is way better and a little bit more professional. If you want to you know because I assume like I really do assume that it you know first of all sounds better and yeah and it is also nice because as you might see I've just been working out because I'm sweating like just a piece of shit and yeah you know having sweaty arms having a wooden desk well you know it doesn't work that good together like it is really not like working like I want it to work and thanks Please work. <laughs> My light just turned itself off. But yeah, until it's gonna be just rebooting up or something or recharging, I guess, we're going ahead with this article. We are starting with this article and this article is called, as you cannot see, unfortunately. Um, let me just see. Here it is, here it is. The 1% rule, why a few people get most of the rewards. Um, I thought it was relatively interesting because there's also going to be a story in uh, the first place. And they also talk about the Pareto Principle, uh, which is also a pretty good one. You know, a pretty known one. You know, I do not really just, I really don't think that a lot of people don't know about it or don't know of it. Because it is like really popular or it got really popular and trendy. Because of all those self-development and self-help or motivational sites on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, which is not bad, like it's really not bad. I really just hope that everyone's feeling good, you know, this is this is what I want. Like, at least in these 30 minutes that somebody's viewing my fucking content, you know, this is like, okay, in this certain time or in this certain just period of time, I do want people feel good or entertained or just really not sad I guess and this is what I'm trying to do here you know besides actually spreading a lot of value and not trying to do that but yeah I'm also gonna turn on my tv because it kind of feels like a little bit like well a little bit too less light here but yeah you know until then I'm gonna start reading right now Sometime in the late 1800s, nobody is quite sure exactly when, a man named Vilfredo Pareto was fussing about in his garden when he made a small but interesting discovery. Pareto noticed that a tiny number of pea pots in his garden produced the majority of the peas. Now, Pareto was a very mathematical fellow. He worked as an economist and one of his lasting lasting le- le- legacies was turning economic. Economics into a science rooted in hard numbers and facts. Unlike many econom- economists of the time, Pareto's papers and books were filled with equations. And the peas in his garden had set him a mathematical. His garden had set his mathematical brain in motion. What if this unequal distribution was present in other areas of life as well? Well, who the fuck thinks like that, you know? F- f- <laughs> in the first place, this is what I ask myself: like, who the fuck thinks like that, you know? I assume he was thinking like that, you know, um, just by what I'm reading here nobody really knows, you know, nobody really knows, but, um, like, yeah, who really does that? I'm actually having, funny thing. I'm actually now having like, I don't know, a river in front of me, which is like a pre set picture on my TV, some sort of interestingly. But yeah, I think it's, it's it's working as well, I guess. But yeah, I'm gonna just turn on my ceiling light as well. Oh, I'm really sorry, but I gotta have to hurry up a little bit because I'm not gonna have as much time as I want to today, unfortunately. So the Pareto principle, and I assume you know it. You know, before I actually go through it, I'm think I'm gonna just explain it in my words and then see if I was quite right or not. The thing is, the Pareto principle is is like the following. Um, let's take the peas actually. You know, 20% of the peas produce 80% of the peas or 20% of the pea. Is a pea like this this, this small green thing? Am I thinking correctly right now? Or is it something different? You know, I, always, I also thought about fruits, but I'm not quite sure. You know, the thing is 20% of the pea kind of trees or whatever it is, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> are producing 80% of the piece in the end and on the other hand because there is just something left 80% of, of the piece or 80% of the left piece produce 20% of the left piece or piece, piece trees produce piece yeah really complicated but this is basically what the Pareto Principle says but um, I hadn't thought about it in terms of like do really like 20% of the people earn 80% of the uh, Well, it could actually be the case, it could really be the case that 20% of the people get just, let's say, get 80% of the trophies or of the rewards, because it really sounded for me like, okay, it's about like trophies, it's about like winning things, and it is like really not about rewards in general, like whether it be money or whether it be love, whether it be something else. I was thinking about trophies there, you know, but I think he or hopefully he's gonna explain that afterwards, but let's actually say, 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 see, um, how he is describing the Pareto principle, the Pareto principale. At the time, Pareto was studying wealth in various nations. As he was Italian, he began by analyzing the distribution of wealth in Italy. To his surprise, he discovered that approximately 80% of the land in Italy was owned by just 20% of the people. Similar to the pea pots in his garden, most of the resources were controlled by a minority of the players. Or the people, or the participants, or whatever it is. Pareto continued his analysis in other nations and, and a pattern began to emerge. For instance, after... Pouring through the British income tax records, he noticed that approximately 30% of the population in Great Britain earned about 70% of the total income, which is definitely something, you know, it's definitely something. As he continued researching, Pareto found that the numbers were quite... Were never quite the same, but the trend was remarkably consistent. The majority of rewards always seemed to accrue to a small percentage of people. This idea that a small number of things account for the majority of the results became known as the Pareto principle, or more commonly, the 80/20 rule. Like I've explained it, you know, 80% of the 20% of the things creates 80% of the things. Like basically, if you've just understood what I was talking about. But yeah, you know, the thing is, it's is actually the case, you know. I don't know what it is about in, in Austria, like with land and income and whatever it is. But I assume it is fairly similar. And is this surprising me? Well, I gotta have to say, like, nah. Somehow not, because, I don't know, like, there have always been kingdoms. You know, there have always been people with a lot of land. And most of the time, those people with a lot of land, also on paper at least, had a lot of just money you know it is what it is i don't know what it is about in the states because i don't know just yeah i you know how land is, is distributed there you know which person or who is having land besides their own just land where the house is on and whatever. but in europe or at least in austria it is relatively common that farmers have really 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 high percentages of the land for example in my town it's really like we have a few farmers and they own just a really lot of land, you know. I'm I'm actually in the district of Austria. Like, Austria has, you know, certain districts. And I'm living in a district with the highest, like, living cost, basically. Because, you know, if you're buying some land, it's going to be fucking expensive. It's going to be the expensive, most expensive land in whole Austria. And I can understand that, you know, because of the mountains and the view is nice and whatever. And nature and those things. But the thing is, like, it is fucking expensive, you know. It is really like, you know, some people are really unable to live here and or to just sustain. Well, I do also have to say, like, people are having the standards. Like, people want to have this, people want to have that. Not a lot of people want to step down, you know, because most of the time, like, okay, they have been in their parents' home and there everything was nice. And they're going to move out and they're going to have a shitty thing. You know, they're going to have a shitty place. They're not going to eat as well and whatever. And it's not, not a lot of people want that, you know. I can understand that, of course, but... It is like, yeah, you know, it makes sense that you're not gonna have just, I don't know, as much money, as much, like, nice food, whatever it is. The thing is, it is really expensive, and those farmers have a lot of fucking land. And I think it is worth just quite a lot. Like, it is really worth a lot, you know, especially, I don't know, when they're selling something to some construction firms, and they then build just a really big house where a lot of people have their flats in or whatever... There, there must be a name for that, but I but I don't know that. <laughs> but the thing is, like, yeah, you know, they do just really have to be relatively wealthy on paper, you know. In in reality, it is like, I don't know, you know, unless they don't sell their land, they basically have nothing in their hands. And they have the land, and maybe the land is even pretty shitty, you know, because I can assume that some land is worth more than some other land, and whatever, you know. But the thing is. They're just really, really, really wealthy. At least some of them. Some of them have just not as much land as others, of course. But in general, they have quite a lot of land. And they're also going to be just some family inheritance kind of things. Where just families just always had a lot of land. And are always going to have a lot of land. And it is what it is. And they, these people are obviously quite wealthy. You know, on paper. Always going to say on paper. Because like... In reality, they do not have that money. But yeah. Yeah, because like, okay, because of that, I don't know what it is about in the States. You know, if it is like a common thing that families always had land and they just, I don't know, through heritage and whatever, they just, I don't know, their kids get it or whatever. Like in Europe, I think it is relatively common, maybe because of all the kingdoms of the middle age or whatever. Could be the case. You know, it could really be the case. But yeah. Inequality everywhere. In the decades that followed, Pareto's work practically became gospel—gospel for economists. Once he opened the world's eyes to this idea, people started seeing it everywhere, and the 80-20 rule is more prevalent now than ever before. For example, through the 2015 to 2016 season in the National Basketball Association, 20% of franchises have won 75.3% of the championships. Furthermore, just two franchises, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, have won nearly half of all the championships in NBA history. Like Pareto's, Peapods, a few teams account for the majority of the rewards. The numbers are even more extreme in soccer. While 77 different nations have competed in the World Cup, just three countries Brazil, Germany, and Italy have won thirteen of the first twenty World Cup tournaments. I didn't know that. I only knew that Brazil won like uh, eight. Have they won eight? I don't know. Um, world, world cup winners. Let's actually see. You know, because I'm interested, I assume that. Um, that, that 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 a lot of people especially from the states are really not interested actually you know what you know what you know what i'm gonna show you um right now because 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 you might be interested in that um so there it is so brazil 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 won in um, 1958 1962, 1970, 1994, and in 2002, which makes up to just one, two, three, four, five World Cup wins. Italy has uh, 1934, 1938, 1982, and 2006. Germany, 1954, 1974, 1990, and 2014. 2014, yeah. Um, so they both have like eight together or four as an individual. Uruguay, they actually won two times, which actually sets them pretty high on this uh, list, I would say. Like, yeah, it is a list. It is a list, right? It is a list, you know? Am I right? It is... Never mind. <laughs> but I didn't actually know that just such, such a low amount of, of countries actually have won the the championship, you know, I I thought like, you know, quite a lot of those have won it, then Argentina two times, France two times, England one time, and Spain once in 2010, really interesting, you know, Uh, which it makes up to 9, 13, uh, 15, 17, 19, uh, 20, 21, 21 World Cups, up to this point, and the first one was in 1934, and it seems to be the case that Italy won the first one. Oh no, 1930. Yeah, okay, Uruguay won the first one. I knew that, I think. I think I knew that, but I'm not quite sure. But yeah, you know, really, really, really interesting. Example of the Examples of the Pareto principle exist in everything from real estate to income inequality to teach tech startups. In the 1950s, 3% of Guatemalas owned 70% of the land in Guatemala. 3% that's like two people isn't it like I guess I don't know in 2013 80 po- eight point four percent of the world's population controlled 83.3% of the world's wealth like yeah it, it's still the case like I don't know Jeff Bezos then Bill Gates Warren Buffett Mark Zuckerberg they like I don't know they have a. do they have a trillion no no, I think they don't like they have just half a trillion or something. I don't know. It is definitely quite a lot of money. It is really a lot of money. In 2015, one search engine, Google, reached or received 64% of search queries. So, why does that happen? Why do a few people, teams, and organizations enjoy the bulk of the rewards in life? To answer this question, let's consider an example from nature the power of accu- accumulative advantage really interesting you know I really like these articles but I'm really sorry to say that we're not going to be able to finish it up today I at least guess you know um by the speed that I'm going through this but I'm also really not looking forward to being faster you know because being faster is not really more fun for me and when it is not fun for me it is like yeah shitty for you as well you know because I'm like yeah you, you can notice you know I think people can notice I in general think that people can notice quite a lot of shit Um, The Amazon rainforest is one of the most diverse ecosystems on Earth. Scientists have cataloged approximately 16,000 different tree species in the Amazon. But despite this remarkable level of diversity, researchers have discovered that there are approximately 227 hyper-dominant tree species that make up nearly half of the rainforest. Just 1.4% of the tree species account for 50% of the trees in the Amazon. 1.4% of the tree species like I do just also have to say that it comes up to how you how you group them like I can somehow I can somehow just really really see that it could be the case that you you are like okay there are two trees or three trees well let's say like there are five trees ten trees there are ten trees and like I don't know. Six of them have a different species, just because you want them to have a different species, or they're just, they are just slightly different, which is I think okay. But I don't know. Is there a way that you can somehow um, that you can somehow uh, just say like okay, there are most more species because you just want to have more species, or doesn't that make any sense? Because I'm just, I don't know, I'm just thinking about like, okay, is there any way that people are saying like, okay, there are 200 species, but it's just 200 species because they wanted them to just be 200 species, but it could definitely also break them down to 120 or something. I don't know, like, I'm just, I might be just talking bullshit there, but I'm, I'm just assuming, I'm just thinking. Um, but why? Imagine two plants growing side by side. Each day they will compete for sunlight and soil. If one plant can grow just a little bit faster than the other, then it can stretch taller, catch more sunlight, and soak up more rain. The next day, this additional energy allows the plant allows the plant to grow even more. This pattern continues until the stronger plant crowds the other out and takes the lion's share of sunlight, soil, and nutrients. Of course, you know when something is growing, it, it's it, when something is growing just faster than something else. It's going to be just some exponential rise. You know, it's going to be exponentially better than than the other one or just higher or just I don't know what it is but it's just going to be some exponential thing you know because okay they are better and they are getting just better and better and better and better exponentially and it is just really then an amazingly just amazingly high growth and I I, I, by the way think that it is the exact same thing on YouTube as well like I assume that like I don't know 10% of the people have like I don't know 90% of the views or something you know, I assume, I guess, you know, there's just a lot of views on YouTube each day, but uh, I could think about it. Like, just, I don't know, people like Mr. Beast, PewDiePie, all those people, they're just gaining a lot of views and or subscribers in terms of PewDiePie for this point. But it is interesting. But the thing is, they grow and they're going to grow and they're going to grow exponentially once they started to grow. And uh, this could also be the beauty uh, the beauty of doing this, because once you have just once you've catched some viewers, once you've, once you've catched something, then it is probably going to grow. And if you're growing once, it's probably going to be just some exponential growth. It you know, still depends on some variables because there's a lot of shades of gray on this planet. There's also not, there's not really a lot of binary things here, but the thing is like, once people are watching, they're going to keep watching, they're going to tell other people, more people are going to watching and so on and so on and so on. Really interesting, you know, but it, it definitely makes sense. It really makes sense. Um, so from this advantage position, the winning plant has a better ability to spread seeds and reproduce, which gives this species an even bigger footprint in the next generation. This process gets repeated again and again until the plants that are slightly better than the competition dominate the entire forest. Something that is really important to point out there is that he says, the plants that are slightly better, that are slightly better which means that you might can be applying this also to just other just sides of life which means for example youtube or just whatever business you're doing you do just need to be slightly better than the competition i assume because especially on social media it is just it is actually the case that the one that is better is winning you know when i'm producing better content than somebody else well even though it is just really important to say that what is better content? Is it better in just, I don't know, quality in terms of really pure quality? Like I have a 4K camera and you only have a 2K camera. But it is not the case, you know. It is not quality. It is not a better content because of that. But it's, uh, value was, value just really has to play into that. Or really, really is playing into that, I assume at least. Because if if something is more is higher in value... People are going to watch it, you know, and people are going to prefer it over something else that is maybe lower in value. And it also just depends on your personality. So, like, again, so many variables and so many factors. So, so what is better? But it is really important to point out that if something is better or when something is better, then, yeah, it's going to get attention. It's going to get just, it's going to be dominant. It's going to dominate the, the other things. Scientists refer to this effect as accumulative advantage. What begins as a small advantage gets bigger over time. One plant only needs a slight edge in the beginning to crowd out the competition and make over the entire forest. I'm, I'm really sorry to say that we ha- actually have to stop here. I you know because it's, I'm already 23 minutes in, but I could just, ah, can I? The thing is, I don't know if I can, the next thing is going to be just a little bit too long, I guess. I would like to, but the thing is in it, no, I'm going to let it be what it is, but I'm going to end the episode relatively quickly so that I'm not going to stretch it on just like by no reason, you know, something that I'm doing sometimes. But yeah, um, this episode was slightly better than the other one. Um, The talking thing was a little bit better, like something, yeah, I know, I think the thing that I'm most struggling with is that I'm just yeah sometimes really somehow not able to talk properly. And then, like, yeah, I know everything's fucked and everything's, like, actually sad. Everything is actually sad then. But, yeah. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, But uh, I'm I'm really not looking forward to stopping this episode there. I would really like to continue it because it is just, you know, once everything is just working fine, once everything is just nice, it is just such a lot of fun. And I'm so fucking grateful that I'm able to do what I'm doing here. And once people actually start to view it, once people start to just show interest in it, it's just going to be amazing. It's just going to be just fun for me. It's just going to be amazing for me. But yeah, it is what it is. I wish you the best, helpful, happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. So basically your legacy, because we totally can shape it, even though something that is to be sad is that no matter how nice you are, no matter how generous you are, there's still going to be someone that doesn't like you. You know, just because it is what it is, just because it is how we human beings seem to be, uh, I guess to some degree but yeah also think about your purpose and some questions that might help you to figure out your purpose might be why are you on this planet what are you trying to change on this planet and what is you what is bothering you the most like what is pissing you off the most on this planet there you might find even a business idea and you might find your purpose here which is amazing like two-folded win-win is a two-folded win like you know what i mean (laughs) Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I really mean it. I really fucking mean it. And uh, I see you the next time. I hope at least. Subscribe to the podcast if you do not want to miss out on something. And also just subscribe to the YouTube channel if you do not as well want to miss out on something. With that being said, I see you the next time. Thanks a lot.